This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, your host on Diversity Bites, the program for everybody who understands the challenges inherent in creating a more diverse workforce. Join us as we explore the strategies and mindsets needed to transcend statistics, increase belonging, and unlock higher performance. Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome to Diversity Bites, the only daily diversity podcast in the world. And we also offer it via video. If you like to watch uh, video podcasts as well, it's um, available on Spotify. And I believe you have to sign in, <clears throat> excuse me, to be able to see the video version, but it is available uh, via audio like other podcasts on pretty much most of the major podcasting platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Stitcher, um, to name a few. So I'm really excited, <clears throat> excuse me, to share with you uh, this episode. Uh, I've been learning some amazing stuff in a new uh, book that I've been reading called The Formula by a scientist, Albert Laszlo Barabasi. And he studies the science of networking and he applied some of these concepts and data analysis to the study of success. And I'm so excited to share with you this particular uh, principle which he discovered and how it affects um, underrepresented professionals. And he called out women in particular for this effect, and I think that's exactly right, and it's very obvious when you see it. I think it also applies for any other uh, underrepresented professional who's sort of not in the majority um, of people in the field, so not perceived typically as someone who'd be a leader in the field. So this is all about how do you get credit for the work that you do, right? And how is success and credit rewarded? Is it truly based on performance and who does most of the work, or who does the primary discovery, or is it based on something else? And I think you can guess that it isn't truly based on performance or merit, which in a way makes me kind of sad. I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you would like to think that the person who contributed the most and, and worked the hardest would get the most credit. Uh, be that as it may, that's not actually the way the world works, the way society works, the way our brains Work. So we have to deal with that and figure out what to do about the way the world works rather than wish it worked a different way because some of these things um, are sort of built into the way we think uh, about the world. So what do I mean by that? So what happens is when, <clears throat> when a discovery is made or some work is done, uh, what will happen across various fields, what Barabasi found, is the person who... Uh, is given the credit for that is the person who's the most recognizable to the audience who's doling out the credit or thinking about who did it, right? So if you think about it, he gives a great example of a Nora Jones concert. Um, there's plenty of people who have to play beautiful music live. Otherwise, she's just going to be singing a cappella. It's not going to be as amazing uh, as a concert. But at the end of the day, when you tell people what you did over the weekend, you're going to say, I went to a Nora Jones concert. And everyone's going to be like, oh, Nora Jones, right? If you name 
the other players in the band, unless there's someone famous, most people are not going to know, remember, or actually care, even though maybe one of them had an outsized contribution to the performance on a given night. And what was interesting is you know, some people always think about credit like if you don't get credit, people are stealing credit from you. And of course, that can happen. People do lie and steal credit. But in this case, even when Nora Jones would go out of her way to name all the great people in the band and give them credit and call them out, and this is something that you know, you've probably seen uh, you know, in concerts and in movies about musicians, you know, they, they call out, here's the saxophonist, blah, 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 here's so-and-so on piano. It doesn't matter. Even when the person who's getting all the credit is trying to share the credit, those people don't get the credit. So what's happening and why is that? The reason is we're sort of geared to give credit just to one person. And how do we decide who that person is? Well, it's generally based on sort of a calculation of who it seems should get the credit based on who's most recognizable, right? So in the case of, um, you know, uh, a performer who's a singer, it's, it's always going to be the singer. In the case of, let's say, a scientific paper, it's going to be the person who's the foremost expert uh, in the field at the time when you're thinking about it. So they may not even be the primary author, but uh, people in the know are going to know, well, the primary author doesn't really play in this field, so maybe they just put their name on it, but so-and-so, Dr. X or Dr. Y, is the one who's really going to be the expert. So whether they did the lion's share of the work or not, the way credit is apportioned is that person is going to get the most credit. Now, that's the way it works. Why is that important? So uh, Barabasi uses the uh, example of women, uh, where they showed that women professors who collaborated exclusively with men uh, took longer to gain tenure, because generally the men that they collaborated with would always get the credit. So there's gender bias as well, um, and what he also noticed was women who did not collaborate with men but generally did work and issued papers on their own were not penalized in terms of not getting credit and they were able to achieve tenure at roughly the same speed and rate as men. So what can we learn from this? It's not that it's not important to collaborate because there are benefits to collaborating and especially earlier in your career, uh, collaborating can really get you onto projects and get you exposure mentors, networks that you wouldn't have otherwise if you just never work with anyone else. However, there's a point where excessive collaboration can actually hurt you if you are not going to be the person who's getting the credit. At that point, it's important to you to understand that you have to start to shift and strike out on your own and create a, your own name for yourself so you'll also be able to get the credit. So this is true for women and it's also true for other underrepresented professionals and it's most true when uh, because of society, because of the way things are in the industry, because of um, perhaps the previous work that you've done before, you're not going to get credit for all the work you're doing on the project. So in those cases, it's much, much more important to be able to independently work on projects where you are taking back that credit, where this project is about you and maybe you're collaborating with people, but you're not just one 
of many names. So then people can kind of see, well, oh, you know, this person is working on this. And as you repeat that, then uh, at a future date, you can become the leader in the field. And now you're getting credit, even though some other people may be doing all the work. And now you are, I'm using air quotes, steal, right? Because even if it's not intentional, you may be stealing credit or people may be giving you credit more so than you deserve because uh, based on pure performance and contribution. So I think it's really important to understand uh, the way these things work, the way the world works, and make decisions based on that so we can do uh, the best thing for our careers. And sometimes there are intentional things going on, but even without that, just the basic uh, way society and uh, work and uh, human beings in terms of how we think about who's responsible for something, it's important to understand that and to work uh, with that uh, as as opposed to against it or as opposed to imagining it's not important because we are operating based on a wish of the way we wish the world would be but currently isn't. Well, thanks for listening. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and thank you for joining us on Diversity Bites. This content is informed by my Everybody Thrives program, which is for companies looking to unlock the full power of all their people. Learn how at ConnectionCounselor.com. Remember, when it comes to higher performance, diversity bites, belonging delights.